everyone, and welcome back to the Immigration Guy podcast. Happy freaking Wednesday. Today, we are going to talk about the farm labor contractor license application process, uh, when it's applicable, those sorts of things. Hey, y'all. This is the Immigration Guy with Kyle Farmer. So I think that, first of all, we need to talk about, well, what is that? So for people that are participating in the H-2A program, there's two types of employers. There's what's called a fixed site operator, which is basically when one's performing agricultural-related activities on their own farming operation. The other is what's called a farm labor contractor. This is basically an independent contractor that's engaged in agricultural activities and for that reason participating in the H-2A program. The application process for these types of entities is pretty significantly different. For farm labor contractors in particular, it is way more burdensome than it is for fixed site operators. For example, farm labor contractors have to have a farm labor contractor's license, which we'll get into that here in a minute. Uh, they also have to have a agreements with the actual farmer themselves or with the fixed site operator themselves that detail a bunch of specific information. Oftentimes they have to have a surety bond. Uh, actually, they always have to have a surety bond. Uh, and the, the surety bond thing can be kind of a pain. And so th there's, there's just a lot more that goes into it if you are a farm labor contractor. But let's talk a bit, a bit about the farm labor contractor's license. So there's also, just so everyone's aware, there are specific states that require state-specific farm labor contractor's license as well. The one that we're going to be talking about today is uh, the federal farm labor contractor's license. So one thing that people need to be aware of, because a lot of times we get calls in February. Someone says, hey, I want to bring in 50 workers to come and pick strawberries. And the first question I ask them is, all right, well, are they going to be working on your farm or on someone else's farm? Well, they're going to be working on someone else's farm, but they're going to pay us to do it. Okay, well, if that's the case, the first thing you need to do is you need to get a farm labor contractor's license. So the farm labor contractor's license application process right now is taking about 17 weeks. This hasn't been how it's been historically. A long time ago, they were processing these applications and both Atlanta and San Francisco, and they kind of separated the country on that basis. But for whatever reason, they shut down the Atlanta office and then they moved it all over to San Francisco. Uh, the San Francisco office has limited resources. Uh, I think last time I checked, they only had like seven employees there. They might have more than that now, I'm not sure. But uh, the, the reality is, is the popularity of the H2A program has also increased resulting in more people getting farm labor contractors licenses. And it and at the beginning of 2022, they changed over their system. And whenever they changed over their system, they had to go through and put in all the old data from all the old farm labor contractors. And they only had their seven or so staff to do it, so it created a backlog. And now these people have been consistently busy uh, since then, and that backlog has kind of just continued. And it's gotten worse, actually. So right now we're at about 
17 weeks. So the way that the farm labor contractor's license works is you have to get your initial farm labor contractor's license prior to filing the H-2A application for temporary employment certification. Uh, whenever you do that, though, you just know that's going to take 17 weeks. And then it's 60, at least 60 days. Uh, there's certain circumstances where you can get that waived, but it's generally 60 to 75 days prior to the date of need that you would want to file your temporary employment certification. So add that 60 to 75 days on top of the 17 weeks, and you can kind of see how long that duration actually takes to file for a farm labor contractor. So anyways, let's get on uh, to the actual application process. So the farm labor contractor's license is specific to the company. Uh, whenever you're filing this application, generally you'll file with it something that demonstrates that you have vehicles. So say that you've that, and these vehicles have to go through an inspection. The inspection has to be conducted on the Department of Labor's inspection form. The actual vehicle inspection has to be conducted on the Department of Labor's form, and that form number is WH514. So if you Google WH514, you can see the actual vehicle inspection form that has to accompany the farm labor contractor's license application. And so you have to fill out the application. The application has to be perfect. It has to come with vehicle inspections. It has to come with a certificate of insurance. It has to come that identifies the amount of liability coverage or uh, vehicle insurance cards. This is another way to establish the, the insurance requirement. Generally, you'll supplement it with housing that is approved by the state workforce agency through the application filing process so that you have transportation and housing authorized. You have to submit it with a fingerprint card for the actual person that's applying for it because you can't get a farm labor contractor's license if you've been convicted of certain crimes. So they run your fingerprints through the FBI database. Your fingerprint card actually has to be good. You know, sometimes we've had fingerprints come back and or the whole application come back 17 weeks later, whole application comes back because there's a smudge on one of the fingerprints. And so they can't run it through the FBI fingerprint scanner. And so the application has to be perfect. And then you also have to apply for what are called FLCEs, which are basically farm labor contractor license employees. And these are authorized drivers to drive the vehicles that are on the actual farm labor contractor's license. Now, this, this can get kind of complicated because whenever you're looking at your farm labor contractor's license in conjunction with your FLCEs, your farm, your the authorized drivers, you have to make sure that you have a driver for every vehicle. So you would want a separate FLCE for every vehicle, and you would want to make sure that your seating capacity, excluding the driver, if your driver is not one of your H2A workers, can accommodate all of your H2A workers. So let's say, for example, I have three 15 passenger vans. Total seating capacity is 45, 15 times three. I have three FLCEs. All my FLCEs are US-based drivers. That actually knocks my vehicle seating capacity down by three, one for each of the driver's seats because the 15 includes the driver's seat. So you're down to 42 seats. So that means when I'm applying for H2A people, I can't apply for 45 people because if I apply for 45 people and I only have 42 seats, I don't have the necessary seating capacity 
to accommodate all my H2A workers. So as you can see, that's kind of a sticky point too. Now let's talk about the actual FLCE application process because that is different than the FLC application process. So the FLCE application process, similarly, you have to send in a fingerprint card, you have to send in a copy of the uh, app applicant's driver's license to the front and back, it has to be clear. You have to send in a medical inspection form that is completed on WH515, which is a Department of Labor form. So if you're looking for that form, just Google WH515. Make sure that the link that you click on at the top of it has a current date of expiration. So the one right now has, expires in, on September 30th of 2024. Make sure that that's current. You have to fill out a whole application and then that's basically how you get your FLCE. So you need to make sure to have enough FLCEs for every vehicle, enough seating capacity for everyone that you file on on your actual application. And those are the most important things. Now, there, there are other things to know about the F, F, FLC. There's certain things to track on your FLC. So your FLC is good for one year and then it has to be renewed in increments of two years. And you want to file your renewal application. I think right now they're actually allowing you to about 120 days out. Last, it might have been 90, something like that. It's, they're allowing you to file your renewal applications way in advance. And you want to. Because if you timely file your renewal applications, the Department of Labor can't deny your certification on the basis of an expired farm labor contractor's license because you properly filed for the renewal. So that's great you need to pay attention to that. So pay attention to the actual expiration of the FLC, of the FLCEs. And oftentimes on the FLCEs, for example, there will be a stamp. And the stamp says DA expires and then says a date. And that stands for driving authorization expires and then has a date. The reason you wanna pay attention to this particular stamp is because that means that you need to supplement your application to update it so that your actual FLCE doesn't expire uh, or, or doesn't lapse, I should say. The actual authorization doesn't lapse because they always issue the renewal period, first year, second year, then every other year. But the actual authorization can expire within that time period. And this happens all the time. Like, let's say, for example, I applied for an FLCE, and that, but my driver's license expires in April of this year. Well, I would have to mail in a copy of my updated driver's license to continue my authorization on my FLCE. That's how you make sure that your driving authorization doesn't expire. And this happens also every year with all of the vehicles. Vehicles have to be updated every single year. They have to be updated uh, with a certificate of insurance and a vehicle inspection every single year. You gotta get them all inspected, gotta update it to maintain that transportation authorization. And the same thing applies to the housing for the housing authorization. So these things take a lot of maintenance. You also need to make sure that your drivers, whenever they're driving your H2A workers, actually have a copy of the FLCE with them in the car. Now, you can do this a few ways. You can send them a copy of it you know, by email. You can give them the physical card. I'd recommend that you retain the copy for your filings. Give them the physical card so that they 
uh, can have the physical card with them in case they're inspected by the Department of Labor. Those are some of the important highlights there of FLCs and FLCEs. It's a burdensome process. That's why we do this for our clients or we handle this for our clients. We have a department that's specifically for maintaining FLCEs and FLCs because they are such a pain for clients and tracking all those different nuances of when does it expire? How early can I renew? When does my driving authorization expire? When does my transportation authorization expire? When do I need to update those? Where are the current forms? All those things are such a pain in the butt. And so we just, we, we do it for our clients, but it is an important thing to pay attention to. It can hold up your applications longer than anything else because there's no way to expedite the process. And so it's, it's a tough thing, but just pay attention to it. And of course, if you needed help with it, just, just let us know. We're, we're happy to help anyone with FLCs and FLCs. Now that we're done with that, we are going to allow Drew here to speak because she has a game for us. And I have no idea what the game is, but I am very excited about it because she said I would be. You got to mash that unmute button. There you go. It, like asked me to click it twice. Okay. So we are going to play a game that's called Who Said It? Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Yes. <laughs> it's going to be. It, okay. If it starts off with. Well, I don't have the voices, so so you don't have that to give it away. <laughs> but some of these are really interesting. I also can tell you, if you want, at the end, um, when each of them was said. Yes. By which person, because that also is interesting to me. So first quote is, you cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking. Uh, Joe Biden definitely said that. Yeah, he did. I, I, I remember that one. <laughs> that was uh, 2006. Okay. Quote, when these people walk into the room, they don't say, oh, hello, how's the weather? It's so beautiful outside. How are the Yankees doing? They're doing wonderful. That's great. They say, we want the deal. <laughs> that, that's Donald Trump. That has to be Donald Trump. <laughs> They're yes, begging me is. for it. They're begging me for the deal. They're going to pay for the wall. <laughs> uh, that would be campaigning in Iowa in 2015. <laughs> Yeah. So so far you're doing pretty good. They want the deal. They'll take the deal. <laughs> My hands are huge. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is go around from town to town, and I'm drawing as big of crowds, bigger than anybody. Have That's you seen Trump. anybody draw bigger crowds than me here in this <laughs> That's state? Trump. That's definitely Trump. The only thing he's more infatuated with than the size of his hands is the size of his crowds. <laughs> <laughs> but you're actually wrong. No way. <laughs> this says Joe Biden while campaigning in Iowa in August. Joe Biden was bragging about the size <laughs> of his crowds. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
I guess we'll have to compare IQ tests, and I can tell you who is going to win. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something that Trump would say. That is, yeah. Uh, Forbes magazine in 2017. What about the the Joe Biden one of, let's see, you can do more push-ups there, bucko. (laughs) I think that's on here. (laughs) All right, keep going, keep going. This is fun. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Nobody has more respect. (laughs) That sounds like Trump. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Debate against Clinton in 2016. (laughs) I like that all of these are like, you can't dispute, he said them, a Forbes interview. That's crazy to say in Forbes. No, I know. I love it. No, that's, that's so funny. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah. Okay. That I, there's a lot of ways you can go with that particular Trump quote, but I'm going to try to make it where a 13 year old could listen to the podcast. (laughs) Okay, this one, you could take in a lot of different ways. This is one of my personal favorites. The press always asks me, don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish we were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish. Oh, Joe Biden. That's Joe Biden. Joe Biden's always wanted to fight people. (laughs) (laughs) That man could not fight anyone. No, no, no. Uh, Joe Biden can't even sit on his bicycle. Uh, Next one. I punched my music teacher because I didn't think he knew anything about music and I almost got expelled. I'm not proud of that, but it's clear evidence that even early on, I had a tendency to stand up and make my opinions known in a very forceful way. Yeah, that sounds like Trump. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely sounds like Trump because they they both have like their little – their little tendencies whenever they're definitely lying. Like that's definitely a lie. Would I I stood up and I punched her in the mouth, but I respect women. <laughs> Do you want to guess what grade he said he punched his teacher? Uh, second grade. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. Nailed it. <laughs> um okay. <laughs> I cannot believe that a Frenchman visiting Kiev went back home and didn't say he discovered the most beautiful women in the world. That's my observation. It's certain you have so many beautiful women. Oh, yeah. Man, I think that's a tough one because they would both say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Let's see. Say it again. I cannot believe that a Frenchman visiting Kiev went back home and didn't say he discovered the uh, most beautiful Biden. women in the world. That's Biden. Ba- based off a of time of year, just the fact it was a Frenchman, that that had to be Macron or whatever his last name is. He said, but I'm just surprised Biden didn't say, they got the best smelling women I've ever smelled in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you could be a linguist. <laughs> Uh, so far, I'm killing it. I know. You've only gotten one wrong. Okay. I think I probably have a much higher, well, much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Uh, Biden. <laughs> he got him with the Frank. <laughs> Listen here, pucko. I'd be glad to sit down and compare IQ with you and eat oatmeal. 
Do you think he, what do you think he eats? Porridge. He eats porridge. All the time? And prunes. And he sleeps <laughs> 19 hours a day. I'd be interested to see. I looked up one time, like, what the queen ate in a day. I was just interested, you know? Like, when you're the queen, what are you eating throughout the day? Yeah. Yeah. She had kind of a crazy, like, she got, like, mini cucumber sandwiches and tea and, like, a fresh fish delivered at 2 p.m. every day or something. Mm. And who knows if the article is real. <laughs> I bet she was eating McDonald's cheeseburgers. Living yeah. to be 100. Also, what is a cucumber sandwich? That Have you had a cucumber sandwich? No, because I'm not disgusting. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I'm not sorry for anything that I have ever done. I have never been disrespectful intentionally to a man or a woman. Ah, uh, Donald Trump. That one's Joe Biden. Wow. Biden made the comment after a speech in Washington in April in his first remarks after several women came forward to say that he had touched them inappropriately or made them uncomfortable. I figured that's when it was when you said it was Joe Biden because he, yeah. I should have got that one. That's embarrassing. All right. Dang it. Um, I stopped in Singapore to meet with a guy named Lee Kuan Yew. Butchered that. Who most foreign policy experts around the world say is the wisest men in the Orient. <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's so good. Said it in Iowa in 2014. Just hours earlier, he had apologized for using the term Shylocks to describe unscrupulous lenders in a previous speech. I've never even heard that word before. Yeah, me either. I Apparently, you're not supposed to say it. So. I guess not. But. Don't say that. <laughs> he was on a streak. <laughs> Uh, from Phoenix to Flagstaff, from Mesa to Yuma, to the Red Rocks of Sedona, this great state was settled by some of the toughest men and toughest and most beautiful women to ever walk the face of the earth. That sounds like Donald Trump. If you're going, yeah. if you're, if you're incorporating songs into your speeches <laughs> <laughs> because it's all, it's all you got, that's Donald Trump right there. Yeah. Um, two more. Hit me with it. We will come up with the cures to many, many problems, to many, many diseases, uh -huh. including cancer. Yeah. He, the issue is he re-says words. Yes. Many, 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 many cures. We would have if it wasn't for that damn Fauci. Oh, he also talked about eradicating AIDS well, in the I, same speech. You got to get rid of it. <laughs> Um, and then also, we're finishing with another cancer quote. I promise you, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes America. We're going to cure cancer. That uh, sounds like Joe Biden. Yeah. 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 Well, so I haven't seen that yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I do like how politicians always drop something like that. Like, we're going to cure cancer. It's like, you're probably not. Like, you're... You're probably not. We'll be lucky if you don't do a whole bunch of really stupid crap for four years. Yeah, it's something people like to hear, though, apparently. Oh, they love it. It's like, oh, 
that politician say he's going to cure cancer? I'm going to vote for that politician. But then they all say it. And so it negates the point. Then everyone's like, oh, any politician can cure cancer. Yet none of them have done it. And I mean, I guess as like a smarter person, it's crazy to think. But like, do people actually believe that? Like, is that something people hear and they're like, I love that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When I heard Donald Trump say it, I thought no chance. When I thought heard Joe Biden say it, I thought still no chance. That's about my thought process there. Okay, we are efficient. Anything else you want to talk about? No, but what was my overall score there? Overall score, let me see how many there were. Two, four, five, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen. So you got two wrong out of fifteen. Hit me with it, previous so, elementary school teacher or whatever grade you were in. <laughs> Eighth grade, okay. okay uh, that would be an 86.6 repeating percent. That is the best grade I've ever gotten in all of school. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to end us? Yeah. Sign us off? Yeah. yeah. Thanks for uh, listening to the Immigration Guy podcast, bucko. We'll talk to you next time. (laughs) Joe Biden sign off. Thank you all for listening to the Immigration Guy podcast. We really appreciate it. You can find us on our website. Go to www.farmerlawpc.com. You can find me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Just search at Kyle Farmer FLPC. You can find our law firm on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. All you have to do is search for at Farmer Law PC. Go ahead and subscribe to download all the episodes of our podcast. You can download them and listen to them whenever and wherever you want. Uh, We'll be releasing new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, which is apparently a real thing, Amazon Music, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. This is not legal advice, so any information that you get from this podcast should not be taken as such. If you are looking for legal advice, you should consult with a competent attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. Uh, If you want to schedule a consultation, just go ahead and use the link in the description of this episode. Thank you.